Welcome to the Montgomery Community Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you to grow deeper in your faith. If you'd like to learn more about MCC, you can visit our website at mcc.church. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2023. I hope, uh, you know, last night, as you mentioned, it was. I was like, man, really? I'm going to start the new year off upset because of a kicker, you know? The story of Cincinnati sports, huh? But anyway, uh, it's, it's going to be a good day. It's a new day. There's new blessings in the Lord, aren't there? So, uh, well, well, happy new year. But hey, I have a really weird question for you today. Um, and it's no, it's not what kind of resolution did you make last night? No, it's not, you know, are you going to, you know, start join a, mem- a gym membership or anything like that? But the question is, have you ever been in a boat? Yes, okay, some people have, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy being out on the water, uh, sailing and being, being, you know, kind of one with nature. I always have to wear, like, too much sunblock because, you know, my, I'm Irish, and so my, my family is Irish, and so the sun just hates me. But I was out on the water, and it's just so freeing to be out there and be on the boat. And, and you know, in New York City, Heather and I lived there for a, a little bit, and while we were up there, it was so interesting because we were able to get out on the water actually a lot. For $2.75, we could hop on the uh, MTA ferry on East 90th Street and float on down to Wall Street, jump off that, and then get on the Staten Island ferry, which if you're ever in New York, don't pay for that one. It's free. Don't buy any, you know, don't believe the scams or anything like that. It's totally free. And so then you can float on by Lady Liberty. And every time I was out on the water, it was just so much fun because two memories would always pop into my head. The first would be lonely. Lonely Islands, boys, uh, I'm on a boat. If you don't know the song, don't look it up. It's probably offensive. But I would, I would be singing that in my head, you know, with my flippy floppies on. And, and then the movie, What About Bob, which has anybody seen What About Bob? Yeah, you probably know the scene I'm talking about. But if not, here's the picture of What About Bob. You know, I'm sailing. I'm sa- Dr. Leo Marvin, I'm sailing. I sailed. I'm a sailor. Even though he's like duct taped to the masthead or whatever. But anytime you get out on the water, aren't you just so comforted by the boat that you're in? And so as I've been, I actually cheated. So I made this paper boat because I knew I couldn't talk and work with my hands at the same time. But I made this paper boat before we, uh, before we started today. And this little paper boat is a visual representation of obviously we can't get out on the water right now. It's January. You know, but we can make a paper boat, and this signifies something that is with us through whatever season we're in, through whatever season of life you're in, with whatever challenge is going on in your life, or if it's just a normal Tuesday and you're just going to and from work and making, you know, heating up spaghetti or whatever. Comfort zones. Comfort zones are constantly with us, aren't they? where you're constantly looking towards something that will bring you comfort, that will kind of allow you to just kind of go back on your default mode and, and go into autopilot. Comfort zones is what we are constantly bombarded with and what we're always looking for and trying to seek after. And that's what this little boat represents for us today. Now, you may not realize it, 
But this little boat is a comfort zone because a boat supports your weight in the water. It can take you to and from whatever location quicker than maybe driving or, or, or anything like that. And if you do it right, you probably won't even get wet when you're out on the water. They can even rescue you from a deserted island, just like Tom Hanks found out uh, when he was in Castaway. You know, anytime there's water in Tom Hanks, it's going to be a good movie, but not for Wilson. So rest in peace, Wilson. Um, but this little boat represents our comfort zones. And the kind of comfort zones I'm talking about aren't like something you could buy or, or, or whatever. A comfort zone is something that you always want to kind of gravitate back towards that will just allow you to check out. They're just kind of, oh, everything's okay, and, and I'm just going to kind of go on autopilot again. That's the kind of comfort zone. So that's the kind of definition of a comfort zone that I want you to have in your general definition in your mind today. Where, where oh, you know, I'm in my comfort zone. Someone else is going to take a stand. I don't have to object. I don't have to raise my voice. I don't have to say, hey, this is wrong. We should go this way. No, someone else will do that. I'm going to stay comfortable. Uh, you know, my bank account is looking really good, so I don't need to seek God's face today. You know, everything's okay. All my bills are met. I've got a lot left over. You know, I'm totally comfortable. I don't need to seek after him for my life. You know, hey, I'm really passionate about that new startup business that I've been dreaming about, but, you know, I am too scared to go out and quit my job and, and, and launch into this new opportunity. I'm just gonna stay back and stay in my comfort zone. Or, you know, I'm so afraid of being rejected. I am definitely not asking her out in 2023. I'm just gonna stay in my comfort zone and just let uh, some opportunity or possibilities just pass me on by. It's unfortunate, but so many of us allow our culture and really just allow ourselves to kind of go into this default mode, don't we? Where it's just like, I, I want to be comfortable. I want to seek comfort out in my life and I just wanna be in a comfort zone. Well, in Matthew chapter 14, which is what we're gonna be digging into today, we see this very same thing play out in the lives of Jesus' disciples, his closest followers. And we see how one of them refused to allow the comfort of the boat to define him or to keep him from following God wherever God was calling him. Now, these guys were just normal individuals, just like you are. They, they had jobs, they had businesses, they had families, they, they were trying to scratch out a place in the, in the world and a place for themselves. Then out of nowhere, this guy named Jesus shows up and invites them to leave all of that behind and follow him. And what ensued is just how they changed completely, not only their lives, but the world. Each one of them takes Jesus up on his, on his invitation and began a journey that changed their lives and the rest of the world. And throughout their three years of following Jesus around, we can see their faith in him gradually begin to grow in who Jesus was and who he claimed to be, the son of God who saves us from our sins. Each one such episode in their lives of following Jesus around is found in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. So let's go ahead and read that today. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that each disciple get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell when he was there alone. 
Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost! Jesus, but Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, take courage, I am here Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped and the disciples worshiped him, saying, you really are the son of God, they exclaimed. So here we see the disciples' faith in Jesus begin to grow, don't we? We see Peter's faith in Jesus grow so much so that he had to get out of the boat. He had to get out of his comfort zone. And friends, God wants the very same thing for you in 2023. He wants you to get out of your boat today. He wants you to walk away from the comfort zones that just keep you locked in a mediocre life, a life that just is not defined by more that we're gonna be talking about, a life that is just kind of on autopilot where you're just cruising and coasting through life. In this episode of Jesus's life, we see at least three things that happen that can also define your life today. The first thing that we see is that Jesus invites you to get out of your boat. Jesus invites you to get out of your boat. Peter says, if it's really you, tell me to get out of the boat and I'll come walking on the water towards you. What's Jesus say? Yes, come. Is Jesus saying that to you today? Come, come follow me. Come walk away from the comfort zone in your life. Walk away from being on autopilot. Come follow me. This is a really interesting scene in Jesus' life because if you notice, we kind of jumped into the tail end of a story, didn't we? Immediately, Jesus does something and, and there's a backstory that's happening. Jesus, who we sung about, is 100% God, but also 100% human. And so because he's 100% human, he's needing to find rest. He's needing to find a place to to, uh, uh, find rest and recharge, but also to grieve the death of his cousin, John the Baptist, who literally got his head cut off. And so he wants to find a place where he can just mourn the loss of his his cousin and, and find rest and recharge his batteries. But because of his popularity, he's a miracle worker, he's a wonderful teacher, people are finding him and crowds literally followed him out into the desert and refused to go home. And so instead of sending them packing and not having compassion on them, what's Jesus do? He invests in them and he, relationally and spiritually and he starts healing people and he starts teaching them and eventually it starts getting dark out. And he can't send these people home because they might not make it home because they haven't had enough to eat that day. And so instead of sending them away, Jesus grabs five loaves of bread and two fish, prays and blesses them and feeds over 5,000 people. It's a wonderful miracle that most people in our culture know about. And after everyone eating, Jesus immediately changes course and just sends everyone packing. 
just completely, okay, we're done, you need to leave. You 12 guys, you go on the boat, you go to the other side. I'm going up to this mountain to pray, like time is over, you know. I, you, you can't stay here, you know, you gotta go. So why did Jesus do that? Why the, uh, the immediacy? Well, there's really two reasons that, that I've been able to find of why Jesus did that. In John chapter six, verse 15, it tells us that the crowds and maybe even Jesus' own disciples we're plotting to forcibly make Jesus a king. Because, hey, he just blessed 5,000 people with food. I mean, he, you know, Sizzlers can't even do that. Like, 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 he just completely fed everybody, and he's this amazing teacher, and, and we're following him. Yeah, he's gonna be the king, but Jesus is like, no, I'm more interested in your spiritual growth than any political growth that I could gain. Because I don't wanna just be a king I wanna be the king of kings because he is the king of kings. And so Jesus sends the crowds away, but he doesn't send the 12 with the crowd. He sends them out on the water. And so Jesus, who is the son of God and therefore is 100% divine, knows everything, probably knows that a storm is coming. And so he sends his disciples out into the storm for a very specific reason. And one quote that I've uh, been able to find uh, from one biblical scholar, uh, he says that the Sea of Galilee is noted for its sudden and violent storms caused by cold air sweeping down from the vast naked plateaus of the surrounding mountaintops through the ravines and gorges and converging at the head of the Sea of Galilee where it meets, where it meets warm air. And Matthew says that the wind was against them in his gospel, that, which refers to a strong wind blowing from the west, a regular feature during the rainy season. In Mark's gospel, in chapter 6, verse 39, it specifically says that there was green grass, which confirms that this is the rainy season. And so Jesus is specifically and intentionally sending them out onto the waters because he knows a storm's coming. Wow, that's a really interesting view of Jesus, huh? Like, hey, go, I'm gonna put your life in danger because I wanna teach you something. I want to rid you of these, uh, these fanciful thoughts of me becoming an earthly king. Instead, I want you to grow spiritually. And that's because there are two kinds of storms. Storms of correction, where God is disciplining you and trying to get you to back onto the right track. And there's also storms of perfection where God wants to help you grow and purposely sends things your way that force you to focus on him. Yeah, God's gonna send things your way that are a little bit too much for you to handle on your own. And he wants you to look at him and, and focus on him and grow in him. Too many of us think, oh, hey, I'm following Jesus. Everything's gonna be smooth sailing after all. But no, Jesus doesn't even say that. In John 16, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Man, isn't that true? You will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus is inviting each and every one of you out of your boat today. He's inviting you to come out onto the storm with him because it's safer to be out in the storm with him than in the boat without him. Jesus wants to grow you. He wants you to live for more. He wants you to make an impact in your life. He wants you to experience all that he has for you. And you can't experience that if you stay in your comfort zone. You have to get out of your comfort zone and follow him out into the waves, trusting that he is going to be there and protecting you and guiding you and providing for you. Friends, I've seen this in my own life. 
I've seen this in my own life, in my own marriage, where God is just constantly showing up where we just didn't have anything going for us. And God is just constantly showing up. I remember a, a church that I attended here in Cincinnati like many years ago. I was doing youth ministry and just really kind of coasting. Like things were just on autopilot for me. And I went into this room, there is like a prayer thing. And so I went into this room and they had this big glass like cylinder uh, in, from floor to ceiling and then like markers where you could kind of sign a contract is what the earbuds were telling me to do. And so I'm sitting there in the corner and I'm just kind of praying. I'm like, you know what, God, like you really know what's going on in my life. Like I don't feel really fulfilled. I don't feel like I'm making much headway at all. Like, is this really what you want me to do? And in that moment, I see in my mind's eye, like, I'm inside this glass cylinder. Everything's safe. Everything's, you know, perfect where it should be. From the outside, it looks good. But on the inside, I'm just stuck. And I see in that kind of moment where God is on the outside of this glass cylinder just telling me to come. Yes, come. Get out of your boat. Follow after me. And man, that moment was so important in my life because that day I signed on that glass to, yeah, I'm gonna walk away from my comfort zone. I'm gonna walk outside of that glass cylinder. I'm going to follow after you no matter what winds come, no matter what waves come. And because I made that decision, Heather and I got married. Because I'm, we made, I made that decision, we moved to Pittsburgh and we were able to do ministry in a city and, and just make an impact in so many people's lives and have relationships that we still have to this day. Because I made that decision, we moved back to Cincinnati for me to go to seminary where I did not think I was smart enough. I, I was not a good student. I did not think I was smart enough to go to grad school and get, a, get letters after my name. Like, that's not me, you know. But no, I was able to do that because I made that decision to get out of my comfort zone and follow Jesus. From there, we were able to move to New York and right before COVID. And because we were there, we were able to minister to people in a really difficult season of life. And now we're here. And friends, I really see like, man, God, you're like putting things in my life that allow me to do what I'm doing now. And I didn't see that when I was in that room, just frustrated. I didn't see that coming when it was like, hey, we're living on wedding money in Pittsburgh because my job fell through and, and Heather's student loan money hadn't kicked in yet. I didn't see that when we were in the midst of a, a, a global hotspot up in New York, just frustrated we can't go out and take our dog to the bathroom. Man, I didn't see that at all, but now I see it so clearly that every step of the way, God was with me, bidding me to come and just follow him. And you could follow me and come and, and you, it's going to be okay because I am there guiding you each and every step of the way. And God wants to do that for your life. God wants to do that for you and your family. God wants to do that for this church and this city. God wants to do that for all of us, that if we would just turn away from our boats, if we would just walk outside of this stupid little thing that we have constructed in our mind that will meet all of our needs and actually follow the one who will meet your needs, who will grant you success and who will provide for you and who will guide you into the life that you have always dreamed about. That's what living the abundant, adventurous life is when you follow Jesus outside of your boat and out onto the waves. So we've seen that Jesus invites us to get out of our boat today. 
But man, the second thing, I gotta hurry. The second thing that you see in this episode, yeah, you're like, please, John. Um, the second thing that you see from this episode is that getting out of your boat, man, it requires faith, doesn't it? I mean, only Peter got out of the boat. Nobody else did. Uh, it requires faith for you to get out of your boat. Instead of seeing Jesus as an earthly king, Peter starts sensing like, hey, if he's walking on the water, maybe I could. And, I mean, you gotta hand it to Peter. Yeah, he always just kind of bumbles his way through things and just kind of goes before thinking, but at least he's out there doing something. At least he's out there following Jesus and asking for the impossible to happen in his life. And so because he did, Peter shows us that we can get out of our boats, out of our comfort zones by placing our faith in Jesus, who is our savior, and not in the severity or the strength of the storm. Peter shows us that it literally takes one person to get out of their comfort zone to affect everybody else in their comfort zones. Peter's the one who got out, and then at the end of, of the passage we read today, everyone started praising God and giving glory to God because they started seeing Jesus for who he truly was, because Peter allowed himself to get out of his comfort zone and follow Jesus out onto the waves. It only takes one person to, who has an active faith in Jesus to change the whole environment around them. It only takes one person to get out of their boat to start a chain reaction that could not only change their life, but maybe even their family's life, maybe even their neighbor's lives, maybe even their community's lives, maybe even the life of the city that they live in. That could be you, friend. If you get out of your comfort zone and follow Peter's example and start following Jesus to wherever he is guiding you, Peter's active faith in Jesus affected the rest of the group that he was with. And they started worshiping Jesus for who he truly is, the Son of God. Peter uses, it's really interesting when we read, uh, when Peter's like, hey, if this is really you, Jesus, bid me to come to you. And in the Greek language, that, that, those words that he's using is almost like, you're a king who has total authority, so I'm humbly asking you to, to let me do this. And so Jesus, uh, Peter's view of Jesus began to change as he's walking on the water thinking he's a ghost. And it's like, wait a minute, if you're not a ghost, that means you're the king of kings. And if you are the king of kings, could you let me do this? Because I kind of want to walk out on the water with you. And so he does that, and he's walking towards Peter. And his view of Jesus, uh, he's walking towards Jesus. And Peter's view of Jesus begins to change. Because of this, Peter asked Jesus to do what was totally unnatural and really a miracle. Are you asking the same types of things of Jesus? I mean, it's 2023. Are you asking him, Jesus, I want this year to be complete, completely different than all my other years. You know, I, want, I want that promotion and I'm specifically asking for it in your name if it's your will. You know, I, I want my family members to come to Christ and so, Jesus, I'm specifically giving you their names and asking you to open up doors for me to have conversations that will lead them to you and have a relationship with you. 
Jesus, I'm asking you that our city of Cincinnati will look more like heaven because of you living and working through me to make, a, to make an impact and affect the city around me. Are you asking that? Are you praying those bold types of prayers? Friend, I don't know what 2023 has in store for us, but I do know that there is a God who walks on top of the waves who will guide you and provide for you, who calls you into the storm to perfect you and to grow you. There's a quote from a Charles Spurgeon who, if you don't know who he is, he's a famous 19th century British preacher, and he had a lot of storms in his life. Uh, one such storm was depression. He struggled with depression for the majority of his life, even though he was super famous and like everybody knew him. He had like cathedrals of, of, of people that he preached to. And through that depression, he, he penned these words. I have learned to kiss the wave. <clears throat> I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Have you, have you since that, have you ever felt that in your life? That, man, just because this bad thing's happened to me, it's forcing me to look to you, Jesus. It's forcing me to, to, to rest on you, God. And in that scenario, that's a good thing. Yeah, it might have been a bad thing. Maybe the enemy wanted it for evil, but God intended it for good and is growing you and perfecting you and making you into the person he's always wanted you to be. I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Jesus is that rock of ages who is calling you to get out of your boat today and follow after him into the abundant life because there is so much more for you. He wants so much more to give you. Man, in this episode, we see that Jesus invites us to get out of our boats and that it takes faith to do that. But the third lesson that we can glean from today's passage is that getting out of your boat looks like following the real Jesus the actual historical son of God who came to this earth and uh, sacrificed for himself and put on clothes and died for you. I mean, we just celebrated this, didn't we? Christmas, Mary, Joseph, the manger, the, the shepherds are there, the, the wise men, the star, and of course, you can't forget about little eight pound, four ounce baby Jesus lying there in the manger. Uh, that little baby grew up and is pictured according to some, as this picture shows us, as this mild, uh, oh, not this picture, this picture shows us that Jesus is kind of standoffish, isn't he? He's kind of standoffish, kind of like we are right now. Like, I'm not like close to you at all. Like, if you're watching online, I'm really not close to you. And Jesus, I don't know what's going on in this picture. Like, is he floating? Like, I don't, I don't know, you know? Like, is he on a hill? Like, I don't, he just has really big feet. But, like, this is one picture of Jesus, this standoffish image. And then this other image, if we have it, yes, there we go. Way to go, uh, is of Jesus, where he's just kind of hanging out with all these white, fluffy sheep, you know, and uh, he doesn't look that tan. He looks really white to me. These images are incomplete pictures of who the real Jesus actually is. The real Jesus is not standoffish. He is holy, but he's not standoffish. The real Jesus is not just hanging out with sheep, although he is a comforter and a physician and he will hold you no matter what's going on in your life. 
But the real Jesus that we see here in Matthew walking on the waves is fierce enough to overcome demonic and natural forces in order to get to you. The real Jesus is strong enough and powerful enough to walk on the waves towards you. The real Jesus is aggressively pursuing each and every one of you because he wants more for your life. He doesn't want to leave you where he finds you. He doesn't want to leave you wherever it is that that, that you've constantly just been coasting. No, God wants more for your life. He wants to bring you out of your boat, out of your comfort zone so that you can follow him into the life that he wants for you. The real Jesus challenges us to discover who he truly is while helping to develop us into the men and women that he created us to be. The real Jesus calls us to dive deep into our relationship with him and disciple others from a heart that is overflowing with his love and his grace and his truth. The real Jesus calls us to serve others and to model and and models that for us. Getting out of your boat and intentionally living outside of your comfort zone is a lot easier when you actually see Jesus for who he truly is, that he is the son of God who has come to seek you out, to save you from your sins and to guide you into a better life and a life that you've always dreamed of. That Jesus is your savior, he is your guide, he is your defender, he is your model, but he's also your friend. So how do you get out of your boat today? How do you actually step over the side and get out of your boat? Well, first and foremost, you need to die to yourself. Man, that's really hard to do, it's a daily thing. Luke chapter nine says, then he said to them, Jesus said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. So you wanna get out of your boat today? You wanna leave your comfort zone behind? You need to die to yourself. Getting out of your boat also looks like following the Holy Spirit and obeying him so that he produces spiritual fruit in your life. That spiritual fruit is found in Galatians chapter five, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Friend, this is not something that is natural for us. Oh, I'm just a loving person. No, the fruit that that, uh, Paul is talking about here in Galatians is spiritual fruit that the Holy Spirit will produce in your life. And man, I just gotta tell you, like over the past year that Heather and I have been here, we have seen so many people regularly doing this dying to themselves and allowing the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in their life that makes an impact for those around them. Just some statistics, the food and product drive, every single month we do it, like clockwork, every second Saturday serve, we do that. We've collected, according to my tally, over 5,000 food and essential care items for people who would otherwise go without. You don't collect that many things from people who are selfish and don't care about other people and who aren't following Jesus. The second Saturday served in November. If you were there, you definitely remember it because your feet were frozen as you're raking up leaves and all of the snow into 100 bags. Over 50 uh, volunteers did that. And man, talk about getting out of your comfort zone to serve other people. 
Hands Against Hunger, just a couple weeks ago, uh, we packed uh, 650 of you sacrificed your Friday and your Saturday so that we could pack 200 meals for people here in Cincinnati. Yeah, you can clap for that. that that's amazing. I mean, yes, way to go. 200,000 meals that go to people here in Cincinnati, but also all over the world. What that means, according to the Hope Factory, is that 600 children in Cincinnati and around the world don't have to wonder where their next meal is coming from because you willingly got out of your comfort zone and allowed Jesus to make an impact through your life. 600 children know where their next meal is coming for, from for all of 2023. And lastly, a gift of hope. Just a couple of weeks ago, countless people gave and donated and then came and served. And yeah, it was really cold and those little heat lamps were not enough. Sorry about that. But man, you totally poured out and made this a season of giving because you got out of your comfort zone and followed Jesus, over 900 area children received Christmas presents because we partnered with Operation Give Back over in Blue Ash. And then over 40 families drove through the campus here at MCC and received prayer and gift bags that were also packed with with a little extra stuff, like not just presents, but also like, we know you're struggling. Here's some resources to help you get up out of whatever it is that you're struggling with right now. And then they also got gifts that uh, made sure that over 150 children had Christmas morning and had presents under the tree. We are out of time, but I know there's so many letters that we have that I would love to read to you, but we can't do that right now. Instead, right now, I want you to take a step. I want you to take a step out of your boat today. In your program that you received when you walked in or, or, or that you can access online, there is space intentionally left there for you to identify what your boat is, what your comfort zone is. It could, it could be comfort, it could be you know, financial security, it could be food, it could be pornography, it could be body beautiful, whatever it is. Go ahead and, no one's gonna see this. Go ahead and write your comfort zone, what it is, identify it, speak that into that postcard that you have right there. And then under that, write a letter to yourself to remind you throughout this, this year that God, I wanna get out of my comfort zone in the following ways. Will you help me do that? Go ahead and do that. As we sing this next song, during this next song, take some time and write that letter to yourself. And then when you're comfortable, when you're done with that, we have challenge cards up here at the front. And we didn't give them to you when you came in because we, this is your first step to get out of your boat. You have to get out of your pew and come down here to get a 30-day challenge card a 30-day serving challenge card where every day you're gonna be able to uh, be pinged like, hey, go do this, and then that will help intentionally get you out of your comfort zone for the month of January and hopefully set you up for a completely different 2023. So let me go ahead and pray for us as the band comes. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and for the love that you have for us. God, we thank you that you are a God who refuses to leave us in our boats. You are a God who refuses to leave us in our comfort zones. Instead, you want so much more for us. And God, we are here 
asking you to motivate us and energize us and empower us to do that. God, we want more. We want whatever it is that you want for us. God, we want that. I want that for my life. And if it requires leaving the comfort of the boat, then I'm willing to do that today. God, that is our prayer today and for the rest of our days. God, guide us into the life that you want for each and every one of us. It's in your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening. You can stay connected throughout the week by following Montgomery Community Church on Facebook and Instagram. For more information about MCC, visit our website at mcc.church.